0: Someone else has already said that. This is the best, best of
1: The best ones aren't as good as you probably think they are.
0: What is best in life?
1: I did the best I could. Doing my best. That's
2: the best. Best of the best, best of the best, best of the best, best of the best.
0: Welcome to Best of the Best podcast with myself, Conor Keys, alongside me as always, Mister. Ronan Mullen. A what? <laughs> Show me the way to go home. Uh, yes, you just heard a clip there to introduce you uh, to our topic for today, which is the one and only Jaws. Jazz. The Jazz, which is like one of the most hopeful scenes until you hear that beep. Yeah, and then all hope's gone again. Uh, hopefully, I, I can't <laughs> imagine too many people haven't seen Jaws, but if you haven't, uh, that wee beep was the sign of the shark returning to the boat. Uh, (laughs) when everybody's drunk when everybody's fucking steamboats steamboats that's where it came from that's where it came from. i'm steamboating right uh yeah so jaws uh 1975 1975 and uh widely recognized as probably one of the actually as recognized as the first blockbuster first summer summer blockbuster and uh every summer blockbuster we know of since has come about because of this.
2: Yeah, well, I didn't, it took me a while to figure out why people were talking about, why is it so important it's a summer blockbuster? Because our whole life, there's been summer blockbusters, but it's because of this. this, And what it was about was because most films before this came out at wintertime, when people were off school for Christmas and people Mm -hmm. were off work for Christmas. And that's when people released big films. But it was because of Jaws that they realized the potential of uh, cinemas and malls in America.
0: Yeah, summer market. Yep.
2: And kids were going. This is an air conditioned mall with an air conditioner in the cinema. Let's go and watch a film.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, now, also, which was a bit of bit of genius marketing by the producers was they they used um, David Brown, the producer, wanted as many people that were in the water in the summer beach resorts to see this film. <laughs> Because they are about to get the fucking absolute shite scared clean out of them Yeah uh,
0: I mean it's uh, it's Today's rating it's a rated 12 And today but at the time It was PG It was PG man And I till,
2: f- till I am long gone I will not understand that And we you hear this bizarre quote From the MPAA which is the Motion Picture uh, Association of America Who gives out the ratings Yeah It's PG because no one ever got mugged by a shark <laughs> <laughs> You get me? Where were they going with that one? What if it was like a fucking crazy ass mutant alien clown? Like, nobody ever mug me one of them, neither. But no, it just cut with his head off. Like, so it's not going to be PG, man. Yeah,
0: it, it, it's, uh, no, it, it's scary as fuck. It's fucking terrifying. The it's show absolutely is terrifying. terrifying. So, I, I uh, recently got, uh, in the last two years or so, uh, asked my daughter to go and, and see it with her friends. And they were fucking traumatized It's They they were not expecting They just thought Oh this is an election, old film We And they were blown away by it Her and her peers were like Oh my fucking god What is going on With the water And I was like Don't worry about it We're alright It's Ireland Just don't go swimming in Australia <laughs>
2: Man I remember being feared of the bath <laughs> I looked at the toilet Different ever
0: after- There's water in the toilet Like this
2: film Oh yeah Scared me to my fucking soul Yeah Forever. It still scares
0: me. Yeah, it's it never ceases to get you when you're watching it. I think it's because it's so, I want to use the word natural, but you know what I mean? It's because it is nature and because it could happen. Yes, um, that's that's its, that, at That's, the core how, of it, that's where yeah. it got you. It's not a space alien. It's no. not an
2: evil creature. It doesn't exist. It's a real thing. Yep. And the only place you're going to find one is in its environment
0: where we're not supposed to be. Yep, And we here, specifically here in Ireland, live on an island. <laughs> yes. Surrounded by water. Oh, stop it. <laughs> what the fuck, man?
2: I, get t- I, I genuinely, it's, there's a story, and I was talking to my wife about this during the week, and I said to her, it, I think it's the most terrifying film naturally ever made. And she was like, no, they're scary. there's so the scary of that. And then I started talking to her about the film, and she started going, mm, yeah. I haven't watched it in a while, and I need to <laughs> rethink that statement. But she reminded me of something that I told her. I'm afraid, forget this one. I'm afraid of dark water. Not da- water, dark water. Water in the dark. So. No way you can't see it, but you can hear it. Uh-huh. Because there was a documentary when I was, a, I remember being, it was a summertime and I was at university. Right. And it was one of them sitting up late watching Oz on BBC2 or whatever mm-hmm. nights. And there was a documentary about shark attacks. And there was like this Australian surfer guy sitting on us. And he goes, we were at in the water <sniffs> and I, I felt something hit my foot. And I went, damn. I looked down. And there was a fucking boat. And I went, I thought it was a shark. But it was scarier that it was a boat. <laughs> because it could have been a shark. <laughs> but it wasn't. But yeah, because was, if it, you didn't hear the boat coming, you're never going to hear the you're fucking shark. Not hear the shark like. <laughs> but he was like, all you can hear is the lap of water. The yeah. way that a shark glides through water, you can hear, it's zero. It's just like it sounds like water's around you. I was like, fuck.
0: Uh, never sleep again. sir. Uh, yeah, I mean, the show. The film just, I think it hit every human's mm-hmm. natural fear of being yep. in the water and the unknown. And it just took it to a whole new level. A whole new level. Like horror in the 70s was really starting to kick off. Uh, you of know, It had been, uh, maybe even someone saying this peak. Mm-hmm. But this was horror, but of the psychological type, yeah. would you say? Because it's not... Like we say, it's not a homicide, it's not some serial no. killer, it's not some monster. It's well, it is a monster, but it's a natural monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing is, too, we all well like to be in the water, most people, mm-hmm. um, and most can swim. And if anybody's swimming, you do swim out in the sea, but I, so after watching that, you know, I'd be very cautious, very, very weary. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm grand, any water, just don't turn the light off on of me. <laughs>
2: I was like, "Fuck, is sharks
0: coming!" Like, 100 percent sharks coming." <laughs> I thought you, meant. you said dark water it was like only just certain patches of water, than like no, 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 like, I, I mean, it looks, that could just I'll, be I'll, oily I'll, water. It looks darker than No, it.
2: Exxon Valdez. <laughs> Racist against water. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, it's very specific, but it's been forever. Right. But like, there's a great quote by Peter Benchley who wrote the book where he said, "We're fascinated by this predator because that brings preparedness, because all we want to do is survive when we're near it, because we know we're fucked." Yeah. Oh. You know, if that, if you see it, give up.
0: Yeah, Because you know you're not supposed to move. Well, here's the thing. Now that we're, you know, 2020, mm-hmm. we know that maybe sharks aren't always on the hunt.
2: Well, they're also you know,
0: fucking basically extinct at the minute. Like, they're well, they're hunted not, that yeah. much. Are we beggars? In that sense, I'm not saying I'm going to want to go out and swim with a shark. No. But there is that thing. This film, but mm-hmm. this film instilled in your brain that every shark is a fucking human eating machine yeah. not only it eat humans it'll eat a fucking car if it had the mm-hmm. <laughs> eat number plates it'd it'd eat there. you know so that was the mindset it gave to everybody and then then you watch the documentaries you're talking about there mm-hmm. shark attacks do happen but they are also quite rare they're very rare there's a lot of people who will swim with sharks and a lot mm-hmm. of people doing it so i mean it's it's uh, yeah and, and there's so many different obviously um variations of the shark of course but we should we should talk about our shark in this who is the great white shark that was what it was based on um
2: if it had to be described in words from our generation. Mm. This shark is a thunder bastard of a shark. <laughs> this is the ultimate get the fuck out as fast as you can, but it'll probably catch you anyway and
0: eat you whole. This shark has been eating the top notch, of it. You know what I mean? Flat. <laughs> He's fucking out. Getting he... the full portions. Like <laughs> Pumping iron and stuff. <laughs> He's ready to rock. <laughs> He's lifting rocks at the bottom of the ocean. He, <laughs> he turned up in Amity and just... <laughs> He was ready. he'd starved himself for a few days. Uh, well, there you've had the you've had the starting point there. So Amity. Ambody is the name of the uh, the small town, mm-hmm. which is a coastal town. It's Martha's Vineyard, isn't it? Martha's Vineyard, location in, yeah. um, relies an awful lot on its tourism. Of um, uh, so basically, as I'm going to use a, a colloquial thing, it's like a Bandorn, mm-hmm. um, except with a good beach Um and a shark, but, and a shark. But their whole economy is based on people coming to the the, the, to the town and to use their beach so of course you've got you've got a mixture of things happening automatically you've got the sort of the politics Mm -hmm. of things like this and and today's age you're bang on the nose it's fucking yeah it's so (laughs) no more prevalent than the coronavirus absolutely uh yeah so i mean you you've got then that decision of do we scare the population? Do we not? You've all this sort of thing going on. But we should go to the very start and talk about our cast. Mm-hmm. So you have Roy Schneider. shader uh Again, involved in quite a lot of uh, big films in the 70s mm-hmm. and somewhat into ladies 80s. We have Robert Shaw. The great Robert Shaw. The great Robert Shaw. And a very young Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Who was relatively new he was. in the scene. He was not he the had Richard Drivers we know. No, he had done then uh Madonna with Close Encounters and stuff like that. But this is him and he's the sort of he's the the, 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 the injection of youth yes. to the trio of of men. Uh, so I mean Brody is the Chief Brody. Chief Brody. So he's the sort of chief of police of Amelie, played by Roy Schneider. And uh, the film starts off. I think, fuck me, you even think about it, man. <laughs> so the start of the film starts off with two of the most uh, um, iconic things. If you want to call it that, but one of them is the the, the music, mm-hmm. and the other one then is the opening sort of water scenes. Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got this young couple who are obviously at a campfire partying, whatever. Yeah, uh, it's blab, the summertime. Summertime. Use being use, and they go on the side the way, a little bit. of skinny dip and go swimming, and so they they run off and uh, in, into the water. Uh, the guy's a wee bit Steamboats He's on her. He's on her. He can't get into the water. She goes on ahead in in the way, and that's where the audience and her are left alone in the water.
2: Yep. <laughs> Fucking hell, man! It really is like. Even oh. thinking about that, yeah. the way the, the sun is setting mm-hmm. and it's dark, yeah. and you can barely see her, and you can see like a buoy that's making noise in the yeah. back on. Fuck me, what happens then, boss? Oh, and then, she starts,
0: and then she starts. It's tugged. Tugged? Like, it's like just
2: pulled out of the lake. And
0: actually, when you watch it now, you're realizing, all oh, right, they really exaggerated a bit Yeah, because that wouldn't happen. Yeah. It would just be shocked. But you know what really fucked it up now is, when you watch it now, all you can think about is Ace Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> yep. where, where they spoofed the scene yep. of him being swung from side to side. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, when you see that in action, you know it's dark and it's light. And then, I think we should do that now, then you have John Williams popping up uh-huh when john williams pops up on any film it's, prepare for greatness it's gonna be fucking immense and this just i think it just made it i, it, I don't know you'll know as soon as you hear it
2: yeah out of the fucking water.
0: The tension.
2: <laughs> it, like, it, it still does it. No. Like... Uh... <laughs>
0: Another word, a <laughs> wanker cry. Like, you see. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, like, not the worst part of it. You ever that see is. somebody uh, suffering from post traumatic stress? Sort of yeah, and you. that's are starting what to freak out. out. That's what I'm, I'm going wi- I
2: went wider than an hour ago. But <laughs> Steven Spielberg said, We may have created a vision of the sea and of a shark and of horror, And the, but John Williams with two notes scared an entire generation shitless.
0: Dun, dun. And it
2: works like,
0: unbelievable. It so works. Just two notes.
2: No, no it's he's, he's fucking Absolute it. master of his craft, like,
0: but. The tension and the sort of fear that it puts on the audience. Yeah. Um, like because the the cast, the thing, nobody can see this. Nobody can see this. But, but the thing is, that's the thing in the film. You, you can't see the shark. You don't see it for like eighty minutes or something. Yeah, you don't see the shark at all. All you've got is this some amazing underwater shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got and glimpses, glimpses. You've got the uh, the music, and then you've got the swashing about in the water. Yep, and the squeals. That's the other big thing. This that woman at the start screaming
2: yeah. is one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in a film. Unbelievable. And she's crying out to the she's guy crying, and, she's try- and he's passed out drunk on the <laughs> beach.
0: going, I'll be in the minute.
2: But again, it's still showing him in a silhouette. So you're going, you know how close he is? To, uh-huh. to, and she's getting dragged, violently dragged about yeah. until she, there's a gulp and she disappears.
0: That's it. So and that's the opening scene. That's the opening, <laughs> scene. <laughs> opening fucking scene. PG, man. PG. PG.
2: They didn't even have to go past the first five minutes to go, is this going to be scarier than we thought? There's no blood and a shark's not going to mug you. What?
0: What? The fuck are you talking about, man? But the psychological damage that you're going to cause to a generation of children is quite apparent as I can see here across from me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So that's the opening scene and what a way to fucking start. So you've got the audience right away. Yes. And I can't imagine what it was like in cinemas in 1975 when this first hit. Mm-hmm. And the fear and the fucking panic in people just not open the scene. So, what happens is then we go on to the sort of uh, like we talked about earlier the sort of politics, the sort of uh, the inner workings of a small town.
2: Yeah. A body has found, a woman has been fucking eaten by, clearly, as a large shark because mm-hmm. it's took a person whole, bar it left. Yeah, a, and left a, wee bit a, of a, a few of it, entrails. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're then, Connor says, we're under the politics of making decisions. Hmm. Do we shout shark? Yeah. Or do we just leave
0: it yeah, and do, hope that it's gone do we cause panic or mm-hmm. do we let uh, it subside and again of like what's going on at the moment it's it's a, a it's a tough decision to make because you are risking a lot of people's of lives. lives
2: and a lot of money
0: and a lot of wasted opportunity and so you only get this window once every year and so chief Brody is up against it um, because there's only been one attack this is the first one you see in the film and tensions are rising things are going along but then we get to another uh, couple of attacks and shit's getting real then because you know the tension again builds up because everybody's starting to get worried Mm -hmm. everybody's starting to fear the beach even Brody's fearing it with his kids Mm -hmm. so the tension builds in you because you're sitting going fuck if my way was out there you know or if I was out there Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know when I was watching that young going I could be one of them boys in that boat Mm -hmm. and at any moment the fuck gone uh, yeah, scary. <laughs>
2: it's fucking so scary because, <laughs> it, like we said, it isn't showing you the shark. There's a few kill, two kills in particular. Per Ben Gardner gets hit, yeah, and his head pops out of that fucking <laughs> boat underwater when fucking that's Richard right, Dreyfus, that. and that's absolutely terrifying too. Oh yeah, but there's one in particular, um, and it's it's when Brody's on the beach and he's staring out at the water and he's basically patrolling the whole thing, and it's the first major kill where they have to make a decision Mm. do we shut this beach now because yes a girl has been eaten by a shark but and it shows the development of this woman telling her son don't go too far out stay close Mm -hmm. and you see the kid run past Brody to get like a wee light a wee raft to float on and the next time you see the kid man all you see is blood spraying up
0: Mm -hmm. and the
2: fin of a shark and him wailing and getting dragged underwater and you don't see the shark no. And all you see is like blood bags going mm-hmm. off.
0: and it's the most effective thing you will ever yeah. fucking see. So, and, and this is the other thing to point out again PG. PG? This is a child being killed on screen. In broad daylight. In broad daylight. Yep. No PG. need for certification. PG. PG. It's just nature, boy.
2: That's just the way it is. Just nature. Why was he out there? <laughs> like, that's what we're trying to find <laughs> <His> fault. <laughs> <out>. Victim blaming. <laughs> 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 i floating about in a wee rap. Oh, man.
0: Uh, so, I mean, it then became. So real then, because it, I think that is obviously why the reason why they picked a child mm-hmm. as it goes on, because it makes it so more real. It makes the town more uh, reactive to it. Um, you've got the grief then of the of the the, the mother, the mother, and the mother slapping Brody, and slapping, Brody and slapping Brody because she blames Brody because the beach shouldn't have been open, but he was superseded by the mayor who is uh, is absolutely uh, is fantastic in this actually. He is brilliant. Um, and the mayor's assistant.
2: Is Carl Gottlieb. Carl Gottlieb is who, the guy who... Who wrote part of the
0: screenplay. Who wrote the, part of the screenplay. With Peter is, Benchley, the author of the book. Yeah, so this is a book originally, you mentioned it earlier. Um, this is a book is, so. that
2: was found by the producers, um, because one of the producers, Dan Brown, his wife works for The New Yorker, and he was reading through uh, an article, and it just there was an advertisement for this new book coming out called Jaws, and he picked it up in the bookshop, read mm-hmm. it overnight, and him and Zanuck, the producers, basically called Peter Benchley and went, Name your price. Because this is a film. Yeah. This is 100% a film. They
0: could see it already, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's quite a short book. It has a uh, few stories that aren't in the film. We won't get into that, it's pointless. Um, and they, I think the option for like 150 $175,000. But he also got the option to be the, the part of the screenwriting mm-hmm. of the film, which he did. And Peter Benson's book was huge. It was like the biggest book in America the summer that this was being filmed. Right. And it was a book called Jaws? Jaws. Um, the front cover of the book is now the, the notorious... Cover yeah. that we see Which we'll talk about But what what you find is um, It was the first book That started the whole uh, Trend
0: of Soon to be a major motion picture Written on the front yes, of the book Yes written in front of the book Yeah okay I remember seeing that 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 was the very first Again like the blockbuster uh, And now you, It's fucking You've got sections Yeah In bookstores for <laughs> The films, oh, bit, books that are films I just that are, just Books based but on But this books. was in One of the bigger ones uh, At the time uh, I mean the budget was Relatively Relatively big. Um, well, it wasn't at the to start a, to, to an extent. <laughs> yeah, at the start it wasn't. It but, ballooned. Yeah, and we talked about this briefly when we did uh, the epic water world episode. Yeah, when you're filming with water, things are going to go fucking wrong. Things. Now that's before we get into any other technical things, but just dealing with water alone yes, as an entity, absolutely, absolutely uh, is a nightmare. Yeah, um, and
2: it was what. They asked of Spielberg before they started filming Waterworld, "What would you recommend doing?" He says, "Don't do it. Don't do it." Yeah.
0: And he's never done it since. <laughs> he's never done since. No, and, uh, even yeah. though he did it so well, mm-hmm. he hasn't done it since. No, it uh, didn't
2: balloon to Waterworld heights.
0: but no, it but ballooned way more than what they initially predicted. Yeah, the, the the initial budget was was low, but it went a lot higher. And uh, now, hindsight, great thing. It paid off, obviously. But at the time, it must have been quite fucking, quite a lot of pressure on the Lexis yeah. Spielberg, who we haven't really talked about yet. I mean, we'll this is get the other to thing. we'll get to Spielberg, but we well, would go through the story and then we'll get to the yeah. legacy of this film and how well how important it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the, you've got the small town and uh, they're panicking as as, as rightly so. Uh, they the joy of a small town and there's a small town public meeting. Yeah, You know, they've all got to get together to figure out, as a group and a community, how the fuck are we going to catch this thing? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's closing down their economy, it's killing their fucking citizens and stuff. So they call a public meeting, and like uh, most public meetings, it's usually a load of shouting at each other. Haranguing. Of, yeah, haranguing. Yeah. Oh, uh, until then, we are introduced to the fabulous Quint. Um,
2: Played by the fucking greatest actor that ever lived. Robert Shaw. Robert fucking Shaw.
0: Who was also in a uh, lot of Taken of the Palm One Two Three? Yes. He's the main man, which but is what Reservoir Dogs was based on, and he was a big uh, Western star as well. Some uh, he starred to a, a few. He was Westerns mainly a like, yeah.
2: he was a playwright. He was an author too, like right? Okay, I know um, A notorious swordsman of the alcohol.
0: Oh yes, uh huh.
2: He died in our beloved island. Did he died I? in Mayo. In
0: mm-hmm. Mayo, boys
2: mm-hmm. had a heart attack while driving through Mayo. He was living here.
0: Hell, man!
2: He said, "There's a great quote." He said, "Um." About himself. He was, again, big man for the drink. (coughs) He used to pour his own pints in the pubs. Died in Termikidi in Mayo, saying, uh, I pray I'm allowed to live and die in Ireland. It's the most beautiful country I've ever seen. I feel like I belong here. And we said, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Because you're Robert Shaw and you're... Because you're fucking steamboats. And you love the pints.
0: (laughs) Uh, Right, well, so this is the public meeting and this is where we first are introduced to the magical uh, Robert Shaw. We were going to play the... uh, The most grinding sound in the world But we thought, no, for a podcast might not be a good idea It's not a good idea Uh, But yeah, he has just got their attention Because they've been, as Ronan rightly said, haranguing each other uh, Giving a little grief and shouting over the top of each other And he pops in and squeaks his fucking nails down the chalkboard Just imagine the sound (laughs) You all know me Know how I earn a living I'll catch this bird for you, but it ain't gonna be easy. It's a bad fish. It's not like going down the pond chasing bluegills or tommy This sharp, It'll swallow you whole. A little shaking, a little tenderizing, down you go. And we gotta do it quick. I don't bring back the tourists, so that'll put all your businesses on a paying in basis. But it's not gonna be pleasant. I value my neck a lot more than 3,000 bucks, chief.
2: So you've, that's your first intro to the mm-hmm. world of Quint, <laughs> who is a professional shark hunter. Yeah. And the the, the baddest motherfucker of all time. But you've, you've, you've also got a third character arc that doesn't fit with the other characters at all. Yeah. So you've now got three main characters who are now about to venture out on this intrepid mission to hunt a shark. Yeah. <laughs> To stop well, eating people in fucking Amity.
0: When you get when you watch, it, hopefully you'll re-watch it again, or you've watched it recently if you have. But you'll like the the, the pan and shot it's on a, that thing yeah. uh, on that speech there to get right up close to the Spielberg.
2: Spielberg's big fan of that shot. Yeah,
0: yeah. love that shot. And uh, but I mean, we haven't really mentioned the third part. So drive us. Yeah. Dreyfus is like a, a marine biologist. Or, yeah, he's yeah. The, where he comes from the Ofe- oceanics. So he's a he's a young whippersnapper scientist type nerd guy. So he's
2: there with all the science. Mm-hmm. And he's figure he knows the different types of sharks. There's an infamous moment where they've caught a shark. They think it's their shark, mm-hmm. and uh, Dreyfus is not convinced because he says this shark couldn't do the damage that we have found. Yeah. So they have to do the un- unfortunate business of trying to cut open the shark because the kid would still be inside him. Yeah. And the bits of the female, uh, and the other. Uh, mm-hmm. gentleman who's taken So what What we find is Richard Dreyfus's world And Quint's world Are the same world But they're coming from Different generations
0: Yes absolutely
2: And They bought heads And uh, Notoriously In the film itself Apparently Robert Shaw Used to torture Dreyfus. Is that right? Oh, throwing beer cans at his head and all, and like <laughs> being a real fucker to him. But it was more method acting. Yeah. And Dreyfus didn't really appreciate it at the time. But I think now Richard Dreyfus is quite a fan of Robert Shaw.
0: Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was a fucking domineering kind of guy. Like, he Just as Quint. So if he was, <laughs> yeah. if he was firing beer cans at you, you're yep. going to go, oh, I'll work away there. Firing off Robert Shaw. Uh, do you want to move ahead head this way? or what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, so I mean, you're at this point now. So that's that's the the team, if you want to call it that, the team of three, yeah, who eventually become the the hunters. And this is the joy of it too, because it's a lot about men. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's about the um, the sort of camaraderie that comes together of mm-hmm. three different, very different personalities. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not going to have a, a female in this uh, boat in 1975. That just wasn't. Going to be happening, in no. uh, Hollywood just wouldn't have been the case. But
2: which is unfortunate because it is unfortunate. I mean, Brody's yeah. wife, Brody's wife business. Um, is yeah, who, Lorraine G- Gary. She she's she's brilliant in this because it's Spielberg said himself he hired her because she just seemed so natural. Yeah, I mean, she's still a young woman in the film, and she's you know a mother. And they've uh, Brody's backstory is he was a police officer in New York, and they've moved to this island to raise a family, and he got a better opportunity to be the chief of police on this yeah. island. So this is the time when you can tell their family's still in a wee bit of uphe- upheaval they've just moved from a major city obviously she's not comfortable just yet um and now he's about to go off to try to hunt a shark and potentially like lose his life yeah. like, out on the water and you know this woman is doing such a amazing portrayal and you feel her tension the whole way through it but yeah it, it, i don't know if it would have worked mm. that there was someone else in the boat yeah mm. And it has uh, been mentioned that it's quite a male... It is a quite a male-oriented
0: or, film. It's a masculine
2: film, and yeah. there's tensions still in there in, in America around Watergate and et cetera, and people are going, mm-hmm. is this like an antidote to that, where you, you kill the great white shark and it's something else that
0: you kill in yourself? And There's yeah. a lot of themes and a lot of... Because each of the men are, are, are on a journey themselves. Yeah. Uh, yes, they're going to find and capture a shark but uh, they're learning off each other Mm -hmm. because they're three very different dynamics and three different backgrounds and uh but the three actors bounce off each other very well yeah you heard the very open intro there that's them on the boat fall drunk uh singing Mm -hmm. and um then you can see the what they've done is they've they've shot uh, a tracker basically a very uh Old fashioned tracker, which is basically a, a floating barrel. It's just a big empty barrel with a light and a beep on it, and uh, so again, the joy of Spielberg and doing it—you don't see a shark. And all you just need is a barrel. That's come it. past, and there's your shark, you know, it's that's fucking genius, like it really is. So then even at nighttime with the flashing light, yeah, you can, you can, can see, see the... it. Yeah. So that beep you would have heard to start that was the shark going past. And again the audience are like, Oh fuck.
2: And you you're not looking at the shark? No. Nope. You're just looking at the barrel. You're, you're just looking
0: at the barrel, but you're going, Oh Jesus. Oh no. And uh so yeah, so the guys are out in the water and it's it's um it's a struggle. It's tense. They, they, they from it's tense. You know at any time it could uh, something could happen.
2: You know, Quint's already walked up um, to Richard Dreyfuss' character and he's looking at his hands going, you know, you, them hands are used to counting money. Mm-hmm. As in, you're not used to the hard work you're oh, about to yeah, get involved in out in the water. You don't belong here
0: kind of thing. And uh, like a shark out of water. Like a um, shark out of water. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's it. Podcast over. Job done. <laughs> Uh, it's also got a legacy of of um, well, definitely some famous quotes. Very
2: famous quotes. Very famous quotes. Of which the major ones have been either improvised or written on the set. Yeah,
0: part of the they weren't part of the whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, this is one of them. We'll play now. It's uh, so they're out and they're. Uh, I think Quint's actually given Brody a wee bit of stick about. Yeah, Hooper, Hooper's been
2: given shit about not being able to tie knots, and yeah. he's. But he's not out there, you know, th- he's meant to be throwing chum out into the water to so try that. Yeah, he's putting the, shark. the bait
0: out and trying to get the shark to come along. Now, the joy of this is, again, it's very visual. The good thing is you have such two great orators as ourselves <laughs> <laughs> to be able to describe it to you as it happens. But this is basically the, f- is it the first time you properly seen the shark? This is the first time you first see appearance th- the shark. And it's fucking scared the shit out of me when i seen this happen. I, and it's done so well. Yes. Uh, that he's in, in mid-jump shouting to your man give him a it's a close-up of Roy Scheider's face and he's throwing m- blood and meat into the water and then and he's giving
2: off he's giving off the quint
0: Fucking tell me what to do, sort of thing. You the shark appears and it's a fucking beast.
2: It's an abs- it takes up the entire screen. Yeah. Just his head moving oh, out of the water and going across, right? No, so I'm I on here, man. What? Fuck yes, man. I can't go through the
0: So what happens? Uh we we then uh probably get the most famous quote out of the whole film. Uh and it just takes a wee second because the impact of seeing something so big. Again, he, the he music up- here
2: will, is really going to help anyone listening to this because it's so impactful and terrifying. It'll take a wee second, but you'll get to the yeah. you know so the So
0: what's happening, we'll talk it through, but you can see Brody is basically walking backwards, just in pure, absolute <laughs> fucking frozen shock.
2: You can go slow ahead. Come on down and chump some of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> his,
0: yeah. his instant fucking... <laughs> oh, <laughs> So it's now that they realise what they're up against. Yeah, and the fag in the mouth, fag and he's just mo- walking back. You're gonna need a bigger boat, <laughs> <laughs> and it's
2: improvised. Yeah, Shader improvised that fucking line. And and the thing is,
0: it's always said we're gonna need a bigger boat. But he says you're gonna need. You're a gonna bo- need a bigger boat. As in. You're fucked away Yeah I'm gone <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm like running away The uh, fuck out of I here am fuck am us. Away, fuck out. Uh, Yeah so you're going to need a bigger boat But it's become then A very iconic line That Jesus I, I, I've i lost count of Many times I've heard it Yeah
2: it, but it's such It's a great reference Because you can use it for When you're in a situation And you are fucked ah, I'm going to need a bigger boat <laughs> I'm going to need a
0: bigger boat <laughs> We've only an hour deadline i are going to need a bigger boat <laughs> Everything uh, So I mean you've got You've got that line And again for that to be improvised now we should talk about the shark, because the shark is the, the greatest, maybe one of the greatest movie villains of all time. And well, he's not a villain; he's just a shark. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, just doing what he naturally again,
2: does. Again, it's one of those stories where the producers said we don't need any major actors in this film because our actor, our main stars, is shark. A shark. So they were going to get like Paul Newman and Robert Redford and all these people, mm-hmm. and they went, "No, nah, the stars of the shark." Yeah. And uh, you don't see the because they didn't realize they, they were meant to see the shark a lot more. But yes. because the shark, we'll talk about this, because yeah. the shark, they basically what happened was they got this guy who was a creature designer and he'd worked on 20,000 leagues under the sea and he'd done the big octopus, Yeah, right? So Kirk Douglas and all these boys wrestling with octopuses and all that crack that's great because it's shot in a soundstage with fake water behind them. Mm-hmm. That's great. So this guy builds a mechanical shark, which works when you're on dry land. You can <laughs> see it on the buoys and all, it's moving up and down, the mouse move, brilliant. Put it in salt water, <laughs> fucked. Thing wouldn't work. So the guy was supposed to, like, he asked for 15 weeks to design it and test it in water and all, and they gave him two weeks. Fuck yeah. Two weeks, and then he had to basically work where the film was being shot. So Richard Dreyfuss said, this is the first film ever that made any money that when we started, we didn't have a script or a shark or actors. <laughs> and that's why uh, most of the people in Amity Island are actually locals from Martha's Vineyard. So there's a lot of back, yeah, your I are just local people. Just local people, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> the shark not working brought by a necessity of not showing a lot of the
0: shark. Absolutely, yeah. And that's what makes this film but brilliant. That's what, yes. So, it. this is where uh, people talk about Spielberg, Spielberg's genius mm-hmm. in this show. The genius came about through No Choice of His Own. No choice. But it ended up making something that was, it changed his viewpoint on things. Absolutely. In, in the sense of, I've got the best villain here, and we haven't seen him mm-hmm. it for eighty minutes of the fucking film. Well, they call the shark Bruce. Bruce, yeah. So the yeah the animatronic name is, is Bruce because it was Steven Spielberg's lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, that's the the, the follow on reference in Finding Nemo. Yeah. So the big shark in Finding Nemo is Bruce. Bruce, named after the shark in Jaws. The shark.
2: But we're 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 gonna have to touch on Spielberg at some point here, but. Spielberg was this is him in his infancy this is mm. not the Spielberg we know he couldn't make big decisions even though his first major film this went hugely over budget it went ballooned from what was meant to be something like 5 weeks to 150 days oh, or yeah, something serious month, yeah. so there was there was stories going around Hollywood that he's fucked his career already and he'd only done Jewel, which was a TV movie about remember yeah, the truck that's right, the and truck then Sugarland Express mm. Which was the reason he got this film. Now, there was another director lined up to direct this. Right. Um, A guy, Richards. And he was basically the guy. They were just talking to him about it, but he'd already basically got the job. They were Mm -hmm. giving it to him. And when they went for their big initial meeting with him and the producers, Zanuck and Brown, they were like, right, tell us your your thoughts. What way are we going to film it? And the whole way through the meeting, he kept referring to the shark as a whale. (laughs) He hadn't read the book. Oh, fuck. So he fucked the, the meeting. So they were like, no, we can't have him. He's been walking about thinking he's filming a bloody wheel. <laughs> so they spoke to Spielberg, who they had they had produced, *Sugarland*, And they spoke to him and said, what's your thoughts on it? And they came up with all these fantastic ideas. And that's why Spielberg's on the film. But now this is Spielberg, early, early Spielberg. But what you find is in this film, you see a lot of Spielberg's themes. Yeah. And like you said, he figured
0: it out in this film. You can see a, a young Absolutely. director figuring out his feet, and it goes across. I mean, even from the experience of the water, you can take it to the Goonies. Yep, you know where there was a water scene, but he made sure it was on a fucking soundstage. It was a soundstage. <laughs> they were they were indoor. Yeah, you know that there's there's learning that he took from that.
2: No, no, and he he was producer. But what's notorious in Spielberg's history is, as producer, the he's films, fucking, Back to the Future yeah. looks like a fucking Spielberg yeah. film, but he's, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis. Yes, he's there. Poltergeist yeah. looks like a Spielberg <laughs> film,
0: but it's directed by Toby Hooper. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, he, Spielberg's His fingers up. are it's all kind over. kind of the like fucking, Tarantino. Yeah. Uh, yeah you're true, right. Bang, true Romance yeah. and and Dawn Dawn, things like that. You just know natural he's, born killers he's all over it. Like you can He's all it. over. It. Uh, so yeah, I mean. Uh, Spielberg obviously became then because of this. The, you've got this blockbuster thing. I mean, the the box office takens um, oh, four hundred and fifty million. Which, <laughs> if you acclimatize it to
2: now, it's two and a half billion.
0: Jesus, so inflation, it's inflation, that's up there. I mean, it must be up there because I think I think Gone with the Wind yeah is the greatest as the number one box office film of all time. When you t- we, take inflation, inflation in the- it even beats obviously the Avengers and all this. Yeah. Sort of yeah but i think jaws is up there in the top five maybe all it is if came. you
2: adjust but you it cost nine million it blew from three to nine million <laughs> and it made four hundred and seventy point seven million dollars
0: Jesus, that is some and again profit margin this
2: thing has been reissued restored anniversary
0: editions i think i have the 25th because i mean we're we are now in uh this year is the 45th 45 so 50 in five years 45 years I feel old as fuck and I wasn't even alive when it was out no. but I, I was that young watching it Aye, because but it, by it, the time <coughs> by the time the mid 80s came and uh, late 80s early 90s when we were sort of you know, it was on TV all the time all the time yeah because it was so long past being it was seen as a classic then but to us it was still relatively new the poster something we want to talk about because it yeah, became yeah. you know one, I like the film became very uh, iconic and became a an instantly recognizable poster but the thing about the poster was that it's got the shark as being one of the biggest parts of the poster yeah and that's all it needed that that one visual of a person swimming and then the underwater shot of a fucking giant mouth of a shark yep just well there's three items there's the person water and the shark absolutely and then just Jaws and big red, blood red fucking letters. Yep. <laughs> and it still is as effective to this day Absolutely. fucking... But it must have been then, it obviously had to be in there. The shark? And the poster. Yeah. Because... Jaws that's is so what, nondescript. What so does nondescript. Jaws mean? What does Jaws mean, exactly? Yeah. You know, And uh, but as well as that, I think with the fact that in in the post-production and putting the thing together, realised the shark isn't in this too much. Mm-hmm. That's what they needed. But, uh, but what it also does is it just creates everybody's worst nightmare scenario <laughs> in one, <laughs> one fucking picture. Yeah. Yeah. The worst fucking thing you can yep. think of. <laughs> just out in a nice leisurely thing and this fucking pointy nose coming up towards you from beneath that you can't see. Yeah. Um. So the poster was a massive thing too and it changed the way posters were looked upon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a poster could tell a story. Yeah. Previously you would have had you know the actors on the screen and, and, or the poster and sometimes they'll do but this was, yeah. there's no actor in there, there's no names, there's no, nope. it's just that nope. by itself. And, and they've so, kept that,
2: every edition I've seen has mm-hmm. very little written on the, yeah, maybe no, an anniversary edition, it'll have a banner at the top. May but say that's about it,
0: anniversary, like, Yeah, I think I have the 25th anniversary one, but yeah, that, I mean, it was so, such an impact it had. Uh, and it made people sort of change the way they looked at how they marketed things as well. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, the, the, it played as a blockbuster. Now, when it came to the actual uh, award season... You know, it didn't... Uh, well, it won it three Oscars, it, it won but the Oscars, not but
2: in the categories that we all
0: thought. Yeah, so it, it won the three Oscars. It won, did it win Best Film? No, it was no. nominated for Best nominated Film. Nominated for Best Film. And but Spielberg wasn't nominated for... Wasn't nominated for Best Director. Best Director,
2: yeah. which was surprising to literally everyone. Uh, and this is just a wee bit of audio from, like, Michael Douglas talking about it. Bizarrely, <laughs> they asked Michael Douglas to... Yeah, there's it. some
0: guy the start here talking, and then hey Douglas... The
2: somebody's mother The director this man made jaws are you kidding who's kidding who around here it's the biggest disappointment for me of the whole
0: oscars Mickey i uh, i thought steven did a brilliant job directing jaws and i have no idea what happened I, I, it's the one that i cannot comprehend yet in my head how a best picture can be nominated and yet the director who is basically responsible for it does not get the nomination
2: so yeah that that's actually like it was filmed while they were giving out the Oscar nominations and Steven Spielberg thought if they get picture he's definitely getting director but he's not on the list
0: he's not on the list even
2: yeah so it was still looked down upon now I will reference that the genius of John Williams did win an Oscar yes and editing won an Oscar because it's one of the best edited films of all time. Yeah. I and mean, we've just spoke about why, how yeah, they did the it. The
0: tension and the fucking, the fear that came about was no it was, villain in sight, just music yeah. and good editing and very well shot.
2: The brilliant Verna Fields, who worked with a lot of great film directors, is the editor in this film. And she used to f- edit films at her beach home. Uh-huh. So Spielberg would be bringing dailies, just all the reels around her and they'd be editing on the fly. Now, he realized that the, the scene we talked about earlier where Ben Gardner's head pops out of the upturned boat yeah, and Hooper is doing the searching for mm-hmm. a tooth and he finds a tooth and he realizes the shark's bigger than we fucking thought it was. Um, that scene was shot in Verna Field's swimming pool. <laughs> right. After. Because he realized that they could have a real tense moment here. Mm-hmm. So all that is shot in her swum, tiny okay. swimming pool right. in Los Angeles. Right. Uh, where they got an upturned boat and a fake head and it pops out and it scares the absolute bejesus out of you. And... It scares the shit out of Richard Dreyfus. Scared the
0: fuck? I still jump at it every uh, time. And I know it's coming. It's a brilliant part of it. I know it's coming, but it's, no matter what, it still gets you. And, uh, and that that is the joy of Spielberg in that sense. He knows how to tell a story and he knows how to get... Yeah. He knows how to get... Now, he didn't really go with the tense type of drama as much in later years. You know, it, I'm not going to call this a horror because it's not a horror. Well, but it's no. a, it, it's the most thrilling of thrillers that he's done. Yeah, because it is a thriller in that sense as opposed to a mm-hmm. horror thing, but um, it's it's like I, I can't think of anything else he has done that has as much tension. And
2: Shin this is pretty tense <laughs>
0: for many, many reasons. Yeah, a great um, film.
2: I'm not mocking it in any way, it's a brilliant film.
0: Yeah, um, but realistically, you know, Neeson makes it look all cool, so it's grand. Black and white boy, that's black and white. Um, Imagine Jaws in black and white. F- f- fucking oh, hell. Blood or, red would be black. Oh, oh fuck no, me. Oh, no. no it didn't work out. Uh, but, you, you know, when you put that together with uh, what was going on around the, the, the film scene at the time, and mm-hmm. uh, as I say, taking that punt on putting it on the summertime. Yeah. When the fucking show is based on summertime. Yep. When kids are all going holidays. Yep. All going in the water. All yep. going swimming. You think about it. I mean, today like it would be seen as a as a as a, a marketing fucking oh, genius step. You, you can't you can't
2: underplay how important this film is to mm. summer and to water. Yeah. Now, imagine saying that about something. Imagine being able to say, you know, that film made me scared of dirt. Hey? You know, water. <laughs> yeah. This fucking made people afraid of water. It's that intense and yeah. that in- impactful. And because it was PG. And because everybody was allowed to watch it at the time, and because, like you said, every fucking week it was on TV when we were away, so uh-huh. it, it just, it got into your brain, like, Absolutely. You couldn't, it couldn't leave you, and on top of it being that impactful, it's a brilliant film, it's well acted, it's well written, it's well shot, you know, it had some of the cinematographers from fucking The Godfather worked on this film, mm-hmm. it's brilliant in every way possible. And we haven't even got to the most important scene in the film yet.
0: That's it. So, I mean, uh, like, we're coming towards the end. Um, yeah. The guys are still out in the water. We've just seen Brody realising going, you're going to need a bigger boat.
2: Yeah, this boy isn't small.
0: And uh, so we're back to then, they're back out in the hudder again.
2: So the, when we played the audio at the start, that was after one of the most impactful speeches ever written in a film. Yeah. Um, and there's a story behind the speech, never mind the actual, the actual story this of it.
0: the USS Indianapolis.
2: Indianapolis. So what we find out is Quint isn't just a rugged uh, fisherman who, you know, drinks a lot and doesn't like people being in his boat with him, likes to do everything on his own. Mm-hmm. There's a story behind it. And the story behind it is the story of the USS Indianapolis, which in the film was originally in the screenplay, just two paragraphs. Spielberg read it and went... There's more to this, you know. Mm-hmm. We have to drag this out a bit more. There has to be something. And what he realized, and another moment of genius, is that this is the part in the film where you start to feel for Quint.
0: Yeah, you're, and you, you're, you, you're, you're on his side yeah, from yeah. this
2: minute, and so do Hooper and Brodies. Mm-hmm. The two guys are showing war wounds. That's a right. tiger shark hit me here. This mm-hmm. shark clipped me in the leg, and all of a sudden, which is a great scene, a which, which is a great very scene very on macho scene. Now, know, they're drinking. A of, they're drinking. Yeah. It's a lot of camaraderie. Yeah. So Spielberg himself actually gets the Oscar-nominated writer, John Milius, to write this scene. Mm -hmm. Totally off-spec, because John Milius and him went to school together with George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola. So they're all friends. But he's a great writer. John Milius wrote Apocalypse Now. Oh, yes. Uh John Milius wrote Dirty Harry. Mm -hmm. He wrote all those great quotes and all those amazing scenes that we've seen over... But he also wrote Conan the Barbarian. Yes. Yeah, right. Well, with Oliver Stone. He directed Conan the Barbarian as well. Yeah. But the quote at the start of our podcast, what is best in life? Yeah. is from Conan the Barbarian. Yes, yes. So John Millis is a fucking big guy, like, and he is into war stuff. He's Vietnam head. He's read this unclassified document about the USS Indianapolis, which was only released that year. It was a classified operation at the time because the USS Indianapolis journey is when they're delivering the bomb. Yes. The Hiroshima. hmm So, Quinn starts telling the story about this particular cut he's got, and he's like, I got that on the... He says, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's a tattoo, isn't a... He mm-hmm. says, what's our tattoo? But, blah. Well, he goes, it's the USS Indianapolis. So he goes on to tell the story. They delivered the bomb. The ship is on its way back to America, and they get hit by torpedoes from a Japanese submarine. The boat then sinks. Mm-hmm. And 1,196 men go into the water and then Quint goes on to tell one of the scariest fucking stories you'll ever hear (laughs) about the sharks starting to surround them. Now, I'm not going to quote it and we're not going to play it because you really have to hear it because it's nearly four minutes long. It's a big long piece, yeah. And you got to hear the whole thing.
0: But Shaw does it so well. But Shaw
2: is fucking in. To this like mm-hmm. 317 people out of 1196 survived i'd say the sharks had about 600 of them oh, jesus and i there's two great stories about that scene one is that robert shaw turned up to do the first take pished as a fart because <laughs> he wanted to be authentic that they were drunk mm-hmm. but robert shaw just loved the booze so yeah. he just wanted to be <laughs> on the so he fucks it Speedberg has to cut it halfway through, send him home to sleep it off. So then, <laughs> Speedberg, he comes back the next day and he's so apologetic, he rings him and he's going, Listen, I want another go at this. And he goes, Well, you have to because we only get halfway through. <laughs> so fucking the fucking road off. The scene we we see has edits of him drunk as well. Oh, no. Where way. he's just motor memorying it. And because Robert Shaw oh. edited John Milius's, uh speech. Right. Because Robert Shaw was a professional playwright and author. Yeah. So the speech we see is robert shaw's edit of john millius's oh, john oh fuck, I didn't know right that. okay so he does the speech this is the real scary bit <laughs> peter Benchley, who wrote the book this is fucking scary even to read peter bensley who wrote the book the day after the film came out he got a phone call from his housekeeper who said i'm not coming to work for you anymore i can't come to work for you anymore he's like why he goes the film and he was like it's not that scary and she goes no that's the first time I found out how my son died in Indianapolis. Uh, I fucking, when I read that, the breath left my body. Gee, that's what's happening there now. She, <laughs> because it was a classified operation, and it's not like the internet now where you can search I for declassified documents oh, all the time, God. they were never told her their son died. She Jesus. found out by watching Jaws that the USS Indianapolis was sunk and sharks took the rest. That's how she found out her son died. I fucking froze.
0: Who the fuck?
2: So Benchley was like, this film is beyond me now. Like it's, oh man. Oh, I fucking... Imagine
0: being the families and you're watching the blockbuster and the fucking summer and you find out All of a sudden your child it pops was up. fucking mauled by sharks.
2: You know, a classified military operation yeah. until the year that they were filming. So not a lot of people knew about the story of the Indianapolis. So oh, it gets told man. in this amazing form by a guy that you're not quite on the side of just yet. He's just a rogue sort of fisherman. And then you hear this story and you go, now I know where he's is, got it in for them.
0: <laughs> I know this is going to sound really bad, but is there a better way of hearing?
2: I know. It <laughs> <You're laughs> delivered. Know. I'd rather Robert, Robert Shaw tell yeah, me. you've got know, some journalist
0: <laughs> ringing, and you are going, I'm just sorry to let you know that, But uh, then you've got, or you have a choice, listen, I could get Robert Shaw to do a monologue. Aye and let you know, and you're like, "Oh well, fuck, I'll take a rubber shot.
2: That's a far better way of finding out to balance me. <laughs>
0: oh, imagine being in the cinema I watching know. that and going, the t- oh, Jesus Christ. You wouldn't have seen anything. Nope. You'd have been leaving the cinema. I'd have been away. Yeah. Oh, holy
1: fuck. Yeah. So uh, this, well, that's this a military
0: is a- thing. I mean, I, I always, was, uh, <laughs> I, I do like the thing. Um, I, I never wondered why, uh, like I was watching the news, and they would say, especially during the Iraq uh, war and stuff, they would have been talking about British soldiers who were killed. And they are always say the family have been contacted. And you know, and everybody going, right? So what? The family have been contacted? Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, that's a message to all the other parents yeah. of soldiers to go, don't worry, if you haven't been told, it's you're fine, all right. yeah. The parents have been told. Yeah. So they're like, oh, okay, it's not my son. And I never knew that. I was yeah. like, why the fuck keep saying that the family's been contacted? I was like, mm-hmm. well, obviously the family's been contacted. You had let them know. No, that's to let the other families know the family have been told and it's not your son. Uh, or daughter, Uh so that yeah. But I mean, imagine something that of a death in a fucking Hollywood blockbuster film. During a moment in the film, it's already you're you're
2: enthr- you're gro- engrossed. Yeah, you're, you're you there, can't like keep your eyes. And if yeah. you watch that scene and look over, when there's a shot of Robert Shaw like side on, mm-hmm. Richard Dreyfus, you can see Richard Dreyfus in the shot behind him. Hooper just. Like staring at him, like we're staring at the screen. Yeah, like it's the first time he's heard it. Like he's and it's m- it's mind blowing that 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 anyone like everyone's just you can tell in the boat itself it feels like the air has been sucked out of the fucking boat. That's because it's, say, so, it's so, so tense. It's
0: like like a vacuum in that sense, where nothing else is going. But that I thought look, I, th- I found that very brave of Spielberg mm-hmm. to give that much screen time you know, two us during, during this film, yeah. which is pretty action packed in that yeah, sense. And, 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 and we're right in action at this, this point. Right there, like we really are. But he stops it right down for that, that story, which is brave slash uh, innovative, whatever way you want to mm-hmm. look at it. But uh, yeah, oh fuck, I'm still reading from the fact that it is, yeah. that's how your family found out. I know man. I'd only
2: found <laughs> that out recently. And when I, I didn't <laughs> dig deep any deeper in it until we were talking about doing this. And then when it did, it was
0: worse reading the quote than it was okay, my memory man. of it. Mm hmm. Uh, and how did the how did the housekeeper not know that, or how did the, the 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 screenwriter not know that the housekeeper's son was killed in the fucking? Uh,
2: she they didn't they didn't announce the name talking. of the boat even right. that was so she just thought he was killed in military operation. Oh, holy Jesus! Like fuck, man. Uh,
0: well, there you are. So just George, wide-reaching. And, and
2: like we say, the quote at the start of this is right after that, so it's very tense, and they hmm. break the tense tension by singing a song. Yeah, but then. It starts to go up again Because like Connor says You start hearing the beeping And that barrel's coming back And that means Bruce is on his way back
0: So they're in the middle Of such a merry song Mm -hmm. And then they get uh, The boat gets hit by the side You get hit by the side And it's a proper attack You soon fucking sober up then Wouldn't you? You soon fucking sober up Boys (laughs) The fucking (laughs) It gets cold real quick uh, Years gone by When you get an old chap In the jaw Fucking soon wiped out Mm -hmm. The 12 Mm -hmm. pints you had Mm -hmm. (laughs) The adrenaline takes over Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you're waking up uh yeah so the, the 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 attack then happens so we get to the end and then I mean of the film and
2: uh, there's quite a bit happens between that and then but yeah, we're not going to give an, the whole we don't want to give away so, away
0: so I mean we get to the end and it's uh I mean it's, it's it's the triumph of good over evil um but it's so weird because the evil isn't evil it's just a, a shark doing what it does it's just yeah it's going to do it's like natural you've walked into his environment yeah. uh, you know or her environment you don't know mm-hmm. so maybe the, maybe bruce was uh, transgender shark, you just don't know. Here, we can't assume it's, um, it's it happens in In nature all the time, you know. It does, um, but what teeth they get, I'm going to say male because he doesn't look often too well. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's
2: definitely fucking male
0: rows of them, fucking <laughs> like beautiful teeth. Uh, so, so what the legacy of that Well then obviously, we know Spielberg went on to be. Maybe one of the most recognized um, directors of the 20th century.
2: Yeah. He, he just It was hit after hit from here on in.
0: And um, you've got, the, realistically, the cast. Shaw was at the end of his career anyway. In Shaw
2: sense. died three years after this came out. Very end of his career. Um, um. <laughs> I don't think he did much more. He did not do anything but after he didn't but much but more after. We well, didn't sh- want him,
0: man. He was fucking painting there in Mayo. Didn't need that. And Mayo fucking loving up. Living loving on her. the fucking Jaws royalties.
2: Loving it. Neighbor said he was the best guy in the world. He just was mighty cracking. Get wrote off and he was loaded. <laughs> Painting flat on the jaws, money. The 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 sequels. Mm. That's uh let's skip two and three and go straight to four.
0: <laughs> because Schneider Ford, was obviously quite desperate and he wasn't getting any other parts. Well he, he, he wasn't one. in four he did two. He did two. Did he do three? I think he meant that was the three
2: D one, remember? That's right. Where the blo- blows up and all the bits come at the screen. <laughs> What the fuck was going on there? Oh. But in four, they they make a bizarre connection that a relative of Jaws has a <laughs> vengeance against Brody's family. <laughs> now, Roy Scheider was meant to be in this, and he was meant to die at the start. He was only a man for a short period of time. Uh-huh. He was going to give him a load of money, and he went, "Nah, no, that's that, naff as fuck." He, he, even he couldn't do it two he minutes. Couldn't do. It. <laughs> so, um they make yes, a, a reference that he has died of a heart attack uh-huh. and um, uh, Shider's uh, Brody's wife who is the same actress playing, who by the way is the head of the studio's wife of course um, but she's a great actress I love her as an she's brilliant very good yeah. and um, they make they make a connection that the son the son gets eaten uh-huh. Brody's son yes of course and they decide to take a holiday to the Bahamas <laughs> <laughs> And the shark finds them. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael Keane turns up. Oh, that's right, clearly. You're no. like, what the flame fuck? And like, Mario Van Peebles is in it.
0: Peebles pops up. He is makes they... up his
2: own accent. Oh, man. It's the weirdest shit
0: we, I've we, we, ever we, seen. To the point, and, it, and it kills the franchise. Stone dead. To the point, um, we should have a sub podcast called know. Worst of I the would, Worst. L- I would love
2: to analyze that film. Jaws
0: 4 uh, is our first Worst of the Worst um, to come. <laughs> it's. Mind-blowingly stupid, uh, and you're into the well in the eighties by the time George was on oh, that. Oh, also and, the,
2: the shark growls like a lion. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to of you. Of course it does. Rrrrr. Like,
0: oh, right, it's such a shark coming. Rrrrr. Is the shark
2: definitely coming? Rrrrr. Rawr.
0: Don't forget now. We're we're laughing at this now, but we're in the world of shark sharknadoes and all this sort of stuff. And uh snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane. Sharknadoes, mighty though. Sharknado. What, what's the What's the one where there's a shark versus? Shark versus something. Sharknado versus fucking helicopter or, or some, some shit. Man, <laughs> oh, man. there's loads Jesus of them weird B movies. Christ. Um, and yeah, that's uh, the technology is a lot to fucking uh, lot to, lot to pay for. Yeah, uh, letting people access to make their own movies. But, but we're going. we we're. we're, we're- but I don't, I don't even, lo- we, I shouldn't don't even realize. The B- we shouldn't slag the B movies because B movies have been about for no, a long I, time. I this love B movie movies. Yeah, I they're not love them. In a fact, thing. there's
2: a part of me that loves Jaws Ford because <laughs> yeah, it's so, so nutty. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: so bad is good.
2: What Jaws did was Jaws was the first time that someone was able to go back. Basically, when the Laserdisc came out mm-hmm. in 1995, which was the 20th anniversary, Laserdisc, by the way, was the precursor to DVD. Yeah, for everybody that doesn't fucking baldy with anything before sure streaming. <laughs> um. So the Laserdisc, uh, they, they they commissioned this guy to go and find archival stuff. And what they assumed was he was just going to be able to pull archival photos and things like that. Uh-huh. But they found that they had a lot of deleted scenes and okay. a lot of yeah. scenes that were missing. Uh, there's a few ones that are very notorious. Quint, uh, a kid playing a flute in the music <laughs> shop and Quint roaring ahead of him <laughs> like because he's not playing it right. Shut the fuck up, you yeah, can't Because he goes into the music <laughs> shop to get piano wear. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also one of remember Brody's kid when they're in the wee the wee docking area. Yeah, yeah, that was and the guys quite tense yeah. And there's a deleted scene of the guy in the shark's mouth holding Brody's son fuck. and getting propelled through the water. And they thought it was too terrifying because really? there's blood pouring out of the guy's mouth oh, and the kid screaming in his arms and all this. But the the documentary that came on that was the first time that the documentary form was appreciated and people were buying this version of the film. Just to see just the documentary, to see documentary, yeah. Because so yeah. it had all this footage and all these photos and all this behind the scenes stuff that was so never again, really... It sort of setting the trail. So it, it rejuvenated people buying home movies because yeah. you could add a documentary at the end of the video, or you could add to the laserdisc. Things score. that we take for con- uh, content, exactly. that we take for granted exactly. and
0: to the point actually, uh, you wouldn't buy a certain uh, film or DVD or Blu-ray unless it had loads of extras on it. You know, but Bang again, on. this is this is a ninety-five where. It was new to them, and the internet coming in. So again, you didn't have trailers coming in on the trend. You didn't no. have none of that shit. Your 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 trailers came from your cinema. Yeah. Um, no fucking twenty five minutes of TV ads beforehand. No, no fucking. And again, a very good point you're making. Trailer.
2: This was the first film to be promoted on television. Yes, that was the, the other thing. First that one. had an advert. Yeah, on on TV. Uh, the first film to be in four hundred plus cinemas mm-hmm. in America. Massive words, Yeah. Um, so
0: it, it 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 changed the game. It of, really did of, of everything. I mean, it changed profitability the in cinema the, is different because of Jaws. Yeah, and that's why I mean we we mentioned at the very very start that this was a first summer blockbuster. But to explain what a blockbuster is, a blockbuster is a, it's, it's a form of business. It's a business approach to a mm-hmm. film, and this is the film that fucking created that approach. Yeah, I really mean did. it's it's it's, it's continued to this day. Mm-hmm with Star Wars and Avengers and all the rest. It's the Absolutely. exact same model has been used as was well,
2: Jaws. Well, like I said, George Lucas and Spielberg classmates, two yeah. years later, Star Wars comes out, and they follow the same formula as Jaws, stick it everywhere, advertise it everywhere,
0: now, and it's going to be... This is what I, I always think, and that's why I, I love the fact that this is one of our best of the best. Imagine that opening scene mm-hmm. as a teaser now. Uh, give up. <laughs> Every know, it, human which, on Earth... Is wanting to find out what the fuck is that? Everybody, no. So I mean, yes, it was a massive impact in seventy-five, but fucking hell! If you imagine today that teaser, there hasn't been a Jaws before. There hasn't been a film about sharks, blah blah. And in today's environment, with all the streaming and all the fucking teasers and trailers and nothing, blah blah blah, imagine that coming out with oh. that sound, with that score. Oh yeah! It probably would have been the biggest film ever fucking made of all time because I, I it would have hit so many people. just In 1975, it had so many people, but it was only limited because of your distribution was fucking Barry Norman doing a film review, Mm -hmm. a a newspaper, The Sun, giving a review. That's about the height of it. Mm -hmm. There was no other way of finding things unless you actually went to the cinema yeah and their big thing was they released magazines america maybe first. magazines maybe but even 75 magazines film magazines wouldn't have been about they're um, not massive like no, they weren't there were no.
2: people weren't subscribing on mass to film magazines yeah like, well there was no empire total film you know what i mean no no, no, no. even no, in america the, yeah the, the, even the in america they had
0: a, a, a smaller version of it but so for the to do as well as it did was a lot of word of mouth as mm-hmm. well as the marketing they had done and all the rest but it was obviously uh, and space. it just
2: happened to be the biggest book and.
0: America at the time Yeah, and yeah. the TV ads But you What's know, that? not
2: not every major movie buff Is no. a big book reader Absolutely, so yeah it, it, it So sort it's, of people, it's people it's, went What's a Jaws? Ah, whatever yeah. Is that the thing people are talking about The scene in the cinema? And you're like, ah, now is it's the, Is that the shark one? Ah, yeah. sharky Bush.
0: So uh, we hope we, we, I can't imagine anybody listening to this Hasn't seen Jaws But uh, if you have not Please go and do And uh, go and watch it And uh, if it's full glory uh, I think it's on Netflix the version is? is on.
2: I think so, yeah. yeah but watched. if not, get that Blu-ray that's out. Oh, yeah. It it's it's still holds up. It's glorious. It really, still looks mighty.
0: The cinematography in it we talked about, mm-hmm. like, it really still looks beautiful. And what's that new fucking... Uh, restoration? 10, 1080 restoration. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a 4K one yet, which would be, ooh, unreal. But uh, uh, and I don't think I want to see a fucking <laughs> restoration. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see it any clearer. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're getting the 4K one and you're getting the soundbar on and you're putting that score in the fucking house, it's like, lights on. Lights I'm not on, watching that in the dark.
2: on, 3 p.m. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Summertime. was here. Just Everybody here. <laughs> hold my hand, <laughs> mammy.
2: Stoke on my arm going, that's okay, son. It's all right. Do you want a cup of tea? More tea, mommy. <laughs> pit pause, pit pause. But no, it's it still got that effect. I remember being at a house party years ago and com- trying to convince about 10 people that it's the scariest film ever made. And oh, I I think I convinced there. a few of them.
0: Yeah. I've, I've said this before, I think, in the podcast, that Scream, to me, was a very, very scary film because it was real. Yeah, them types of films really get me when something. See when it's a monster, or see when it's a fucking a ghoul or a fucking supernatural thing. I I get scared, yes. But yeah, I'm you like, enjoy it, but you can walk away mm-hmm, going, yeah, oh "Yeah, I know what that is." Scream and Jaws were the two things that went, "Oh fuck me, that could happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that could actually fucking happen, me." Mm-hmm. Uh, and that had a more of an impact to me, and, and that sort of thing. But uh, this more than say Scream or anything else, uh, this is just so scary because. There are no rules. Mm. Stay in the swimming pool, you're alright. Get the fuck away from water. Why are you <laughs> in their world? That's where they live. Even the child, and we didn't mention it in the thing, but the child with the fake fin. Yeah. Oh, I always remember watching that, going, "Fuck out, Cubs genius. I was genius. Cheeky scared the shit out of me, but I was genius. Cheeky wee bastard. Because again, no shark. No shark. Created the fucking most. Tense scene you've ever seen (laughs) He uh, made me do it Yeah He made me do it And it's two cubs With a fucking Cardboard fin And uh, just fucking genius So go and watch it And as always We always like to say And I'm sick of saying this now Please leave a comment And subscribe And like and stuff But it does matter to us And um, we're doing this for free You know We're doing Mm -hmm. this With the goodness of our Slabbering hearts
2: Big fat hearts
0: (laughs) Beautiful (laughs) Full of love hearts (laughs) So the very fucking Least you could do Is go and write a wee sentence And Yeah no, if it's anything negative, write that sentence and then stick it up your hole.
2: Yeah. But if it's a, Or just <laughs> text it to one of us and <laughs> or then or we'll text you back directly. to stick that up your hole.
0: Uh, but if it's a positive one, please do leave it and uh, put it on to the whatever format you're listening to. And uh, as always, thank you very much for tuning in. We will have hopefully maybe a guest next week, we're thinking of. Maybe. Um, we'll see. And we are, yeah, we're going to continue on. Keep rocking in the free world um, out of the water.
2: Stay out of the fucking... Boys, let me... I just want to explain these. Stay out of the fucking water where you're mucking about with surfboards and all that balls because Bruce is about.
0: Bruce is there and can pop up any time. Do what we do. Hang about the boat and lake.
2: Hang about the boating lake.
0: Smoking fags Bob
2: down. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: for a future podcast. So ladies and gentlemen, thanks very much for listening. As always, we will be back next week with Best the Best. So for me, Connor Keys, goodbye from Mr. Ron Mulnus. Bye-bye,
2: boys and girls.
0: That's it.